You're listening to the Side Geek Central podcast, episode number 21. What do you think of when you hear the word hustle? Does it inspire you to do your best work? Does it make you feel pumped up and ready to conquer the world? Or does it secretly stress you out, make you feel like you have to be constantly working no matter what in order to achieve a goal? For me, the word hustle brings out some mixed emotions. On the one hand, it brings out my inner overachiever workaholic, like I want to constantly churn out content, ideas, and well, just work hard. And on the other hand, it makes me feel guilty, guilty that I can't turn off, I can't relax or be fully present with friends or family. Now, I'm, I'm sure you know this already if you've been following along for a while, but I still have a full-time job. Yeah, I, I still have a full-time job at a Silicon Valley tech company that pays me a salary. And guys, I have some aggressive sales targets that I'm expected to hit in January this month for my full-time job, like scary aggressive. And guess what? This podcast is still my side gig. It doesn't pay my bills full time yet, and it's still very much in growth mode. So like many of you listening, I am bootstrapping this side gig podcast from the ground up, which means that I am growing at the speed of cash. I am not borrowing any money to continue this venture. I'm simply investing a portion of my salary into running the show. So really my full-time job, the one that pays my bills right now, is going to require legit care and attention for an indefinite period of time. So it's also worth mentioning, too, that if you would have asked me last year if I was going to continue to work on this podcast into 2020, I would have said no. I would have said, no way, Jose. This is going to be way too hard. There's going to be way too many things happening. But here's the crazy weird thing that happened. I accidentally fell in love with podcasting and I accidentally found my people, which is you, the awesome entrepreneur listening to this episode. Let me explain. When I first published 18 episodes last year, I had no idea that this show would, number one, grow so quickly, and number two, it would help so many people on their side gig journey. Like, you guys are amazing. I get so jazzed up and excited when you tell me about all the cool side gigs and projects that you're working on. It seriously makes my heart so happy. So last night, as I sat down to answer another lengthy email from my manager at my full-time job, I came to one important conclusion. And that is, if I'm seriously going to continue producing this weekly podcast and not have it turn out to be complete crap and still enjoy life, now more than ever, I got to get more strategic with my side gig, period. I got to get more strategic with my time, my energy, and how I'm producing content for you. Simply put, I got to do it with less hustle. If I don't, I'm going to burn out. That's just the reality of it. I know how I am. I'm just being practical. So today I am revealing my plan for how I'm going to get all of this done. I'm breaking it down into five ways I plan on attacking these audacious side gig goals of mine and how you can do the exact same thing for your side gig. So if you find yourself at an existential side gig crossroads right now, like me, this strategy session is going to be right up your alley. So let's do it. Let's make more money with less 
hustle. You're listening to the Side Gig Central podcast, where we truly believe that your side gig has the power to change your life. My name is Elena Ciccatelli, and I'm a small business owner and side gig hustler just like you. I'm so excited to help you redefine what success looks like in today's gig economy. Listen in on honest conversations that I have with the experts and from hardworking side gig entrepreneurs just like you who are killing it with their side hustle. Learn the best strategies, tips, and tricks that have helped others pave their own way and craft their dream side gig. So if you're ready to get started, up your game and do the work, you're definitely in the right place. Let's get started. Number one, investing in my side gig. You know the old saying, you got to spend money to make money? Well, I only half agree with that statement. I do believe that you can get pretty far on a teeny tiny budget, and I'm a huge believer in bootstrapping. I'd even argue you can do a heck of a lot just with freebies. I'm still using the free version of Calendly, Dropbox, MailTrimp, uh, not Cello, Trello. Um, What is the other one? that Asana. I really love a good freebie, right? But there comes a point in your side gig or you got to make a choice. You got to make a choice either to invest in yourself or not. It's really that simple. Do you want to add rocket fuel to your engine or do you want to continue to just putter around at a regular pace on regular gasoline? The choice is totally up to you, again, which is why I love SciGeek so much. And there's really no right or wrong answer. You just have to decide what is going to work for you. And you're going to be in control of the scale here. So here's some other factors to consider. Number one, do you actually enjoy your side gig work? Like, do you get really excited about it? I know every time I have to come in here to record an episode, I get excited. (laughs) And number two, how are you going to continue to monetize and scale your side gig? Once you've checked both of those boxes, I think you're ready to seriously consider investing in your side gig, which is essentially an investment in yourself. Are you going to invest in yourself? If the answer is yes, I want to continue down this path, I enjoy the work, I have a plan to monetize it, I want to invest in myself, then the next question is going to be, okay, how much are you willing to invest? And most importantly, how is this investment going to impact your ROI, your return on investment? Obviously, we're looking for the biggest bang for the buck here. I don't have Elon Musk that's behind this podcast here. I need the biggest bang for my buck and the best ROI, biggest return on my investment. So what is the one thing that's going to help you either A, close more business, or B, retain more business? Right. And, and you can figure this out in, in one way that I that I really like and, and enjoy doing. It's setting aside a few hours a month to work on your top 20 list. And this list can be ever changing. It's the top 20 or 10 or five top five clients that you have that are bringing in the most, most revenue for you and or the ones that just appreciate you the most and give you the best referrals. So identify who those key people are right into helping you retain business and or close more business. So again, what's the one thing, one thing that's going to help you close more business or retain more business? Is it something in your operations? Is it systems based? Is it lead generation? Is it marketing? 
um, you know, unfortunately, unless we hop on a phone call together, I cannot answer that question for you. You have to really do the work and figure out what the answer is for you. But I can tell you for me, the one thing that's going to help me put rocket fuel to this thing is hiring a copywriter. And if you also have a podcast, I know I have a lot of lovely ladies that also listen to this podcast that have a podcast themselves, uh, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about here, that you will fully appreciate my next statement here, that running a podcast requires a ton of writing, like more writing than you could ever imagine writing episodes like this one, writing social media posts, writing blogs, landing pages, commercials, so much writing. It's kind of like having three term papers due all at the same time, each and every week, all on totally different topics. Sometimes my brain is just freezes even when I'm thinking about it. So yes, for me, hiring a copywriter is going to allow me to hustle less and make more money because even though I'm spending money on this hire, I'm actually gaining content that would have otherwise taken me hours to complete hours that I'll quite frankly need to be spending in other areas like, oh yeah, my full-time job that actually pays me a salary right now. (laughs) So to be clear, the ideas for the content are still going to be coming from me. I'm still the creative control, the creative mind behind this whole thing, but I'm not outsourcing that creative control. I'm simply delegating the articulation of these ideas in a way that still fits my voice, my style, and it's going to get my point across effectively, aka less long-winded <laughs> because even though I would like to think that I'm an awesome writer, I know that a copywriter can do much better in less time. So now as far as budgeting for this investment, because that's a question I get a lot, like, yeah, that, that sounds amazing, but how do I budget for this investment? Go back and check out episode number 13 when I interviewed Laura Briggs about how to hire a freelancer for a test job. So in that episode, we talked all about how you can get a quick win for your side gig just by setting up clear expectations with a deliverable at the end of the po- at the end of the project. So if you want to learn more about how to budget for an investment like this, I highly recommend go back, listen to episode number 13. It's called How to to freelance your way to success without going broke. And here's an example of what I'm talking about. I recently posted on Instagram this quote, grow at the speed of cash, bootstrap your way to profitability. And in the caption, I asked, does this resonate with you? Are you bootstrapping your side gig to profitability? I actually got a ton of really great comments on this, but this one in particular from Leah Lynch, she is a blogger, shout out to Leah, and she's a side gig entrepreneur as well. She said, yes, 100% bootstrapping all the way, invest when you can, and if you can, keep it simple. All the tools necessary are pretty affordable. And yes, Leah, absolutely. Yes, I couldn't agree with you more here. There are so many free resources out there to get you jump started and get you going. Google, YouTube, this podcast, like, can you imagine trying to get your side gig kickstarted with 
without Google, without access to just all of this free information that we have now. Like, think about it. So thank you so much to Leah for adding her, her opinion in here and for commenting. Um, I, as you can see, I, I love talking about this topic because it's something we all need to be considering, right? I'm definitely going to be keeping the conversation going over on uh, the Psygeek Central podcast Instagram page. If you don't already follow, go ahead and start following because I post on there daily strategies and tips that you can actually implement immediately. So be sure you follow along there as well. The Sidekick Central podcast is powered by Drive It Away, the only rental car company built around rideshare drivers so that you can rent to own your vehicle. Visit driveitaway.com for more details. Number two, organizing my finances. So if you're fully caught up on all the episodes from season one, there's 18 of them. So chop chop if you haven't started binging yet, uh, you'll know, yes, handling finances and cash flow kind of makes me cringe and throw a temper tantrum at the same time. But yeah, the truth is, is that getting a hold of your finances is such a vital piece of making your side gig work. Like no cash flow, no bueno, no cash flow, no business. It just, they have to go side by side. So this year I'm actually taking a little bit more of a proactive approach to streamlining monetization and I'm doing it in a couple of ways, but I'm using the same tool. So as I mentioned previously, the way that I'm monetizing this podcast is by securing advertisers and sponsors. And I also have to say shout out to these advertisers and sponsors because I'm so grateful that these phenomenal companies are believing in me and believing in the show at such an early stage. It's been it's been incredible. So now the way in which I'm handling the business side of this transaction is actually using a banking tool called Joust. I was introduced to Joust uh, last year when I interviewed Joust's CEO. Uh, you may remember Lamine Zarad, who was on the show for episode 12. We talked about side gig money management, and ever since he was on the show, I've been just absolutely hooked using their banking solutions. So if you're unfamiliar with Joust, here's what you need to know. It's an all-in-one online banking solution for freelancers that includes a business bank account, a merchant account, an invoice tool, and bill pay. You can still link an external business bank account to Joust, or you can actually use their FDIC-insured business bank account, um, but obviously you should definitely have a business bank account. Don't be putting your side gig earnings into your personal account because you're going to have a gigantic tax headache at the end of the year. Uh, but they also have this really cool feature inside the app and it's called pay armor, which will automatically fund your invoices if you need cash flow right away and your client doesn't pay on time. Um, now just, they do charge a fee to automatically fund these invoices, but their rates are super reasonable. I haven't really seen anything lower. It's a flat 1% fee for guaranteed payment after 30 days and a flat 6% fee of your, your total invoice for instant funding. So if you're, if you want to guarantee your invoice and you're not sure if, if a shady client is going to pay you or not, you can actually do a 6% instant funding uh, into your account so that you know 
know for sure that you are getting paid for the work that you completed. So the the reason why this just works so well for me is because invoicing sponsors on a per project basis is a is a crucial piece of my business model right now. And pay armor through Joust is really helping me save time and sanity because I'm not having to chase after these sponsors to pay their invoices. Like I don't have time to do collections. And I also don't have Joe Pesci from the Irishman lurking in the background, making sure I have all of my invoices paid in full. That would be awesome if he was because I love Joe Pesci, but he's not. (laughs) So I need pay armor instead. It's just such a practical way to make sure you're getting paid on time every time. Also, you know I'm always harping on the fact that as a freelancer or side gig entrepreneur, you need to be saving for taxes. Say it with me, friends. Say it together. You need to be saving a portion of your revenue to cover taxes. Uncle Sam sees you and he sees you have a side gig and it's going to be a hot mess if you don't get on top of it right away. So to help you segment that cash coming in from your side gig right away, inside the app, there's a section called savings goals. And here you can actually put aside a percentage of the revenue that comes in from each and every invoice. It does it automatically for you. It's totally streamlined. It's just simple and it's there. Practically put it on autopilot and forget about it. That's, again, less hustle, less work, autopilot. I'm in. (laughs) So the last thing I'll say here uh, about Joust is that they have phenomenal customer service. Shout out to Heather from Joust. She takes care of me every single time I have a question, which is pretty often. Um, But yeah, I just think stellar customer service, especially in the online banking space, is super important because I want to know that I can reach out to a human being at any time because I have money questions and I need them answered and I need them answered by a human and not a machine. So it's kind of like that cozy security blanket that makes me feel like, you know, they got my back. They understand what I'm going through, the struggles of being a freelance side gig entrepreneur, that roller coaster of cash flow. They just get it. Number three, connecting more on social. So this may sound crazy, but up until a few weeks ago, I was pretty much fed up with trying to figure out Instagram. I would curse this app under my breath each and every time I opened it up and saw zero activity on my account after I would painstakingly write caption after caption, choose just the right photos, just the right presets, make sure everything was looking nice, like very LA style. And then it just did not make any sense to me because I was putting in all of this time and effort and it was crickets, not even crickets. It was just silence. And just after a few views would trickle in, maybe one or two comments, if I was lucky, you know, Instagram stories was was no better. I had a severe case of analysis paralysis. I was overthinking absolutely everything. And that's up until I recorded an episode with Allison Scholes, which was episode number 18 back in December. If you already listened to it, amazing. If not, definitely check it out. That's when my whole attitude towards social media changed. And after talking to Allison, I realized that my approach to Instagram and just social media in general 
was completely wrong. <laughs> like I'm talking about George Costanza from Seinfeld doing the wrong thing every time. Like he did the reverse of what he thought he had to do. And then he had this awesome life unfold before his eyes. You know, the episode I'm talking about with George. Okay. So that was me on social media, but doing everything wrong, it actually nothing was working out. It just flopped. <laughs> so instead of my life, like turning out amazing, it just was was terrible. So the turning point for me was when Allison said this one thing in episode 18 that made a light bulb go off in my head. She said, social, social media is huge, but don't forget about the first word, which is social. You got to be social. And holy crap, how could I miss this glaringly obvious thing? I, I I realized I was not being social on social media. So for me, this doesn't really come naturally. I have to override my introverted tendencies here to make a conscious effort to have more real conversations with other real humans that are interested in the same topics that I am, which is small business, side gigs, entrepreneurship. And guess what? It turns out we all really want to talk about this big old side gig universe that we got going on right now. And so that's what I did. I started talking. I started being social and actually caring about what another person said and commenting back and, you know, getting back and forth in, inside the DMs and just making that small paradigm shift in my brain has led me to connect with some amazingly talented people. And I'm talking amazing. And it's just crazy what can happen when you use social media to be social. So now at this point, you're probably thinking, all right, cool, Elena, you figured out how to use Instagram. Big friggin' deal. How does this fit in with our theme of making more money with less hustle? For me, it's simple. Getting more social on social media has now helped me harness the power of the conversation to drive content creation. In other words, I am spending less time thinking of topics for this show because they're practically creating themselves organically from the conversations that are popping up in the comments, in the DMs, in other people's posts. You see what I did there? I, I spent less time and less hustle, but I'm getting even more of a valuable result than if I tried to just think up random topics off the top of my head that I think you may be interested in. You know, so harnessing the power of crowds is so powerful. Don't forget that that image in your mind, right? It's harnessing that power. You guys are doing the work for me, and thank you. <laughs> like Ever since I've been talking to you and being involved in these conversations, you are writing the episodes for me. And if this is still kind of confusing, I'll give you an example. You don't need to guess what kind of topics are really going to resonate with you guys because I'm ask actually asking you 
consistently for your opinions, your beliefs, your pain points. It's like having a little mini laboratory in my Instagram page. If you think about it, just mixing and matching viewpoints and worthwhile discussions. So if you try it for yourself, if this is an area where you're struggling, see what pops up organically in a conversation. And don't be afraid to strike up conversations about a specific topic in your niche that you really care about. I'm telling you, you're going to be amazed. I was amazed. I I went from this terrible Grinch attitude towards social media to now like Glenda the Good Witch, just talking about yellow brick roads and emerald cities over here. So it was a radical, radical shift for me. So if nothing else, if you know you need help creating some amazing new connections, just start being social. What's even better is that those connections that you're making ultimately turn into a little mini community that you can lean on when you need some accountability or you need a second opinion. I've done this multiple times already with a few of you guys that I've connected with in the DMs. I've asked you for your opinions and you've straight up given them to me. I'm like, wow, that was amazing. Thanks, Brienne. Yes, I'm looking at you, Brienne, (laughs) or a pat on the back like, yeah, girl, let's go. Here is the battle cry. Like, because who doesn't need an extra dose of positivity, right? And sometimes in order to get past those difficulties of running your side gig is to rely on a community of like-minded people. And just, I am so grateful I've found my people because also I really want to mention as well that it can be lonely and isolating when you are working on a side gig by yourself. We all need each other. And just so you know, you can always sit at my lunch table. Always. I got a seat right here for you. You can sit at my lunch table. You don't have to wander around, feel weird and think like mean girls kind of. No, I got you. I got you a seat right here. Number four, automating repetitive tasks. I don't know if you've heard, but the machines are taking over and I'm fine with it. Seriously, without all of the tech in my life, I don't know how I would manage everything I got going on. And in order to tackle everything with the least amount of time spent and in the most efficient way, you got to have systems, period, you got to have systems and shout out to Shannon Baker, who is a listener of the show. And she is also a virtual assistant who helps entrepreneurs create systems and manage tasks in 30 minutes or less. Uh, she was actually the one who inspired me to get a hold of some of these automated tasks and these systems. Go ahead and follow Shannon. She is an amazing resource. She does a great job on Instagram, providing phenomenal value. Go follow her right now. It's at more than capable mompreneur. She's always posting great tips about implementing systems. Okay, so systems. Shannon taught me that you got to have at least three systems in place for your side gig. Number one, you need a filing system. Number two, you need a scheduling system. And number three, you need a communication system. And within these systems, you're going to automate as much as possible the things that you do on a consistent basis. So think anything that's repetitive, it needs a process or a system that's automated if possible, right? So automated is the holy grail of getting your systems in place. So filing, number one system, you need to centralize all of your docs 
whether you're storing your company docs, I don't know, passwords, templates, your branding guide, your logo, when you have to search through random emails in your inbox just to find your logo, you're losing time. You need to have a streamline. You need to know a centralized place that all of your stuff for your side gig lives virtually. Number two, scheduling. You need to set up a schedule for calls, block out time on your schedule that you know that you are working on your side gig. You are doing 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Mondays, or you're doing 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Whatever it is for you, you block out those time segments on your schedule. And then through those scheduling uh, applications, you can say, okay, I am only doing phone calls at this time. I am only working on my content strategy, say, for for this time and you're blocking out those segments on your calendar again saving time and also creating boundaries right boundaries you're not taking crazy phone calls at all hours of the day and night and number three communication we're talking about internal communication and external communication now if you're like me and you're working on your own um, internal communication is probably not going to be number one on your list but External communication is probably going to be really high on your list because that's where you're reaching out to potential customers or clients. How are you tracking it? What is your customer onboarding process? What is your vo voice on social media sound like? Um, you know, when you start to delegate, which I'm about to do with my copywriter, you need to be really clear on how your communication flow is going to happen in what apps or um, in, in what way that that communication style is, is going to flow so that there's no confusion and there's no time wasted. Now, as far as automation goes, here's a couple of tools that have helped me get a handle on automation when we're talking about these three different systems. The first thing is I've got three different emails that I'm constantly monitoring. I'm monitoring my SideGeek Central email, my full-time job email, and also a personal email. So that's a lot of emails. Uh, so I recently found a subscription tool called Unroll Me. It's a free tool. You can unsubscribe yourself from useless emails that you no longer read or just are no longer interested in. It's a, a, an uncluttering dream. It gets all of your, uh, again, subscriptions that you don't want to look at or see out of the way. Definitely go check it out if you feel like you're buried in a bajillion subscription email. I also use Calendly for scheduling. I know a couple of other entrepreneurs uh, that I'm friends with also use Acuity scheduling and they really like it. But Calendly is super simple. If you haven't heard of it already, you send your potential client or customer a link. They go in, uh, figure out what time slot they want. You have a calendar. They put their, they plug themselves into that time slot. They get a calendar reminder. You get a calendar reminder. If they need to reschedule, there's no like 10,000 emails back and forth. There's no messaging back and forth. They can just go in, click reschedule, and it is done for you. Um, and then also when we're going back and uh, we're talking about filing, I use Google Drive. I've, I've, I think mostly everyone that I've talked to uses Google Drive and or Dropbox uh, for a filing system. You know, you're putting folders of photos, your assets, and all of the things that you need on a daily basis for your business in 
in those virtual filing systems. Again, saving you time, less hustle, less brain power that you have to devote to like, where the heck did that uh, graphic that I needed for Instagram go? I don't know. It went somewhere into the virtual, I don't know what, (laughs) virtual something land. So my best piece of advice here is identify the tasks that you do repetitively every day and automate them. There's, like I said, a bunch of free tools out there that can help you to get this done. And I only mentioned just a couple that I've used, but I'm absolutely positive there are way more tools out there. Number five, celebrating small wins. I'm sure you've heard me say this before, but I love it so much. I'm going to say it again. Progress is progress. It is, even if it's just a small incremental change, some upward momentum, a slight uptick in your side gig progress, it's a reason to celebrate. I actually think Diddy said it best when he posted on Twitter recently, set some goals, stay quiet about them, smash the hell out of them clap for your damn self. Now, I think we sometimes forget to clap for our damn selves because we're so busy thinking about the next mountain we got to climb, the next project we got to tackle, the next goal we have to reach. I think there's something to be said for celebrating those small wins as they happen because bootstrapping a side gig is a marathon. It's not a get rich quick scheme or an instant gratification game it's a slow burn it's a slow grow you gotta have endurance and you gotta have stamina so work on those muscles you exercise them you work on your endurance you work on your stamina and speaking of goal setting i know the hot thing right now is to pick a theme or you pick a word for 2020 i'm not doing that (laughs) i'm not picking a word for 2020 i'm not picking a theme because My theme or my word, it could change in three months, right? I'm always pivoting. Remember, we talk about pivoting. If a business model is not working for you, you pivot, right? Why bang your head against the wall for something that's not working? So you got to stay nimble with that side gig. You got to have, you know, like an ice skater, you got to stay nimble. So instead, I'm actually setting quarterly goals and then reevaluating to see what worked, what didn't, and how to proceed. These yearly goals are just so pie in the sky. Like, yeah, my, my theme for 2020 could be work hard or dedication. I already work hard. I already have dedication. I, I, every, every year of my 34 year old life, I've been having hard work and dedication and maybe not clarity or alignment, but those are just crazy buzzwords that everybody's throwing around way too much. But I will say quarterly goals, a lot more realistic, a lot more practical. You can pivot when you need to. So that's it, guys. Those are my five ways that I'm going to be making more money with less hustle. I'm investing in my side gig. I'm organizing my finances. I'm connecting more on social. I'm automating repetitive tasks. And I am celebrating small wins.
Guys, I would love it so much if you would reach out to me and let me know if you are doing the same. Let me know what your plan is. I will be more than happy to chat with you about it. Connect with me on Instagram if you hang out there. You can find me on Side Gig Central Podcast. Send me a DM. You can also email me at Elena at SideGeekCentral.com. Also, if you're really digging the show and you're loving all the episodes so far, please take just a couple of seconds. It will actually will take you 30 seconds to write a review for this show. It just really helps out the Apple algorithm stuff and just other side gig entrepreneurs will be able to find the show too. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much in advance helping me out there. It really, really makes a difference. So guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Hopefully you found a couple of worthwhile nuggets in this one. We covered a lot of ground and just remember, take those small steps, those incremental wins towards building your side gig. You'll get there. I see you out there working hard. So let's make sure we're making more money and we're doing it with a lot less hustle. Cheers to you. Thanks so much for listening to the Side Gig Central podcast. You can dive into the show notes for this episode and for all past episodes at SideGeekCentral.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll talk to you very soon. And by the way, keep up that side hustle because it looks good on you.